Carnegie students. This is going to be in English. I hope you understand me. And I understand all of you who are sitting here in the Shiva Hester. And you are the ones who have to serve. And it's your time. And I care. Care for every one of you. And this is why we must know what's going on here. As a matter of fact, is the first line I wrote for my speech. Those who don't learn from the mistakes of history are doomed to repeat them. Same mistakes won't be made again. We have to keep after this matter because everyone's concerned. Every single one of us is concerned about our future. I always use as an example David Hamelach and Shlomo. Rob and I had a discussion about saying Tehillim or saying Kohelet. And I remembered the first day that we learned about this was the Tuesday after it happened. The 11th of June was on a Friday. And Tuesday, three people appeared at our door. Two in uniform and one in civilian. Clothing. And they told us that our son was missing. Where, what, when. They said, somebody will be here and will explain everything to you. We don't know. By the way, when they came to explain, nobody knew anything anyway, and they still don't know anything till today. But our first reaction was to run to book of some sort of consolation, something from the Mikra. My husband and my daughter were the ones who were with me at that time, went into healing, and I went to Kohelet. Why Kohelet was just a coincidence. I felt that I couldn't be immersed in feelings. I wanted to be immersed in what to do what hope there is, what's happening in the world, that this should happen. And that is why I turned to Kohelet. David HaMelech is the one who wrote most of the Tehillim, maybe half of them. I don't know exactly how, how many are attributed to him. I never kept track. Had a son whom he called Shlomo, who was also a king, from the word Shalom. David wanted peace. But he was a man of war. He always had to be on the go and run to war, even though he didn't want it. But that was his Goran. Shomo had peace. And yet, we find he is the one who wrote Kohelet about how terrible the world is. And we say to ourselves, why? David Hamelach is the one who suffered with war. Why was he not such a pessimist as Shlomo? 
And we, I turned to Shlomo, and he's saying, the Kozman Ba'it, the Kol Chefetz Tachat HaShemach Shemesh, Eit Voledet, Eit Lamut, Eit Lata'at, Eit Lakor Matua. And then we come to the end and says, Eit Milchama, Ba'it Shalom. And obviously, David had the Milchama, and Shlomo HaMelech had the Shalom. But, after Shlomo HaMelech died, the prophecies or the warning that Shmuel gave the, the country that wanted to have a king came true. Shmuel warned them, if you have a king, he will tax you. There will be things that he will do that you will not be, will not be pleasing to you. And this is what happened. After Shlomo HaMelech died, there was a mutiny and the country split into Israel and Yehuda and they were two different. This is history. And what do we see happening today in this world, in this country? We see splits. We see this one wants that and this one wants the other and everybody is talking against the other. It's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing to see, and it's a terrible thing to know, and it's a terrible thing for you to live with, because you don't know when it comes to what Shlomo Hamela said to Kohela. How do we know which is which? How do we know when is it a time to do this, and how is it, when is it a time to do the other things? When is it a time to have war, and when is it a time to have peace? Nobody knows. Nobody is a prophet necessarily that we know that is a true prophet. There are many prophets in this country, and everybody thinks that he was, he's the one who knows. And you don't have your answers, and nobody knows anything. And we have had to live over the time with an army or a government, or all the kinds of people who say, leave it to us, we'll do it, we'll find them, we'll over all the years. And every single time, when I've asked them specifically, well, have you done this, this, and this? They, they say, no, or we'll find out, or we'll let you know, and the time passes. And there, we have to live with it. This is a constant. Now, Time Magazine, I have here a copy of that particular page. On the 11th, when we reported that on the 11th of June in 1982, a, there was a diplomatic witness in Damascus who saw three Israeli soldiers standing there in front of their eyes who were being shown to all the people in Damascus. Only later did we get to speak to the reporter, whose name was Dean Brellis, through the help of President Herzog, somebody who did something for us, and he specifically spoke to the um, publisher of Time Magazine to find the reporter, and this reporter finally gave us a deposition all this time. Don't think it happened from dates, from one day to another. 
and he said that the witness was from the British Embassy that stood with him, but he did not know his name. At the same time, what was happening in 1983, uh, I traveled to Washington, and I met with Rabbi Soloveitchik, Aaron Soloveitchik from Chicago, who went with me to see Senator Percy, who at that time was the senator from Illinois, and the senator said, Rabbi, you're not well. You got out of a sick bed and you came and you traveled from Chicago to Washington. And now those of you who know little geography know it's no mean little distance. You came here, you didn't have to. I promised you that I would try to help. And the Rabbi Soloveitchik said to us, and said to him very clearly, he said, no, this is a mitzvah, mitzvah assay I have to do. I physically have to do something. Not that I can talk, and not that I can sympathize, and not that I can walk and do anything else. I have to actually do something to help the situation. And so Senator Percy, who was then the chairman of the... Uh, the Foreign Relations Committee, I think they changed the name nowadays, uh, tried to help. Yona and I, after we knew that it was a British witness there, went to London and we sat with the Foreign Ministry in London. And they said they know nothing despite the information we have, because we have the proof. There's evidence and there's proof. There's a big difference if any of you are going to learn any uh, or study law someday. And they later arranged for me to have a meeting with the ambassador, Lucas, who was the ambassador at the time that this happened in Damascus, who said he didn't know anything. The, I, later on, after all this was going on, my husband befriended a uh, church person in uh, England, and he himself tried to do something to help, but he, he had some meetings, he didn't have some meetings, and Yona was getting very frustrated, and he was quite ill at the time. And so Yona asked me to go and see what I can do about it. Well, let me put it this way. I'm a little mischievous sometimes, so I said, you have to do it my way this time. Anyway, while I was there, I went to a law office, and I secured the list of all the people who were in the embassy at the time of this, in 1982. And one by one, I gave them to, to this churchman, and he tried to find them. Some of them were not very available. We don't know why, but some of them were, and some of them have passed away, and this is for quite some time. The 
Jewish community in Manchester provided me with a lawyer and with whatever help I'm going to need and, or do need and to see what they could do by suing the, um, the British government for information uh, based on what they call the Freedom of Information Act. And the Freedom of Information Act says that uh, when it comes to a matter of humanitarian uh, process of sort, that they had to give information concerning it. But this formation was not forthcoming. They gave us all kinds of things that had nothing to do with what transpired on this day. Saying that so much time has passed and they don't have any, anything which seems to me uh, something that's not characteristic of England because uh, they have archives and a long history of people who look into the archives. And this is what we are fighting right now. I'm, uh, a week from Sunday, I'm going to be in London, and we are planning to have a demonstration at the uh, Marble Arch Synagogue uh, to see what they can get to have the government help us on. But the idea of hope and the idea of continuing and making the effort has been really something that was uh, given to me through the feelings that I got from the book of Kohelet. And that's why I always talk Kohelet. All right. Now, in the United States, a law was passed by Congress and that the United States is supposed to be helping concerning Zach as an American citizen and the other two who are with him. Sadiq Feldman, Yehuda Katz are not mentioned except as an auxiliary because Zach was an American citizen also. However, later on, in some fashion or another, Shalit's name was put on to that same bill. I, unbeknownst to me, very honestly, but I certainly would not have objected. But then, after I was there this past May and been to Washington to talk to the Israeli embassy and all the other people passable, I... After that, in June of uh, 2011, that's a low date, um, name was put, was put on to it as an amendment, and they called the other three and others. One time, years ago, when Arad was still in the, forerunner, the forerunner of the missing soldiers, they always spoke about uh, Arad and the others. And every time the families were all sitting there at any uh, convention, at the army or any place, they would always talk about Ron Arad. And I got very upset once and I got up and I went up to the stage and I said, please, there are other families concerned here. So the guy says, Yoron Arad and the others, and the others stuck. So I said from then on, my name was not Baumel, but Ahirim. 
and part of Ha'achidim. The army is the army. The government is the government. And when it comes to any efforts on their part, they always say, we can do it better. And when I ask them how much better or what you are doing, I don't get satisfactory answers, and I get very upset. And I'm, I have a feeling sometimes that the army thinks it really calls me behind my back, the Ludwig. But it has to be done, because I would not be satisfied in any way concerning this matter unless I am doing something. And so, as Kohelet says, Ha'elokim yibakesh et Okay? God helps those who help themselves. And those missing from previous wars are your brothers. Maybe they are yourselves. Thank you.